the gospel of the woman of the well is quite a profound one. And it's quite a lengthy one, too. Today we read the shorter version of that gospel, but if we read the longer one, it would have even been longer than what we had just heard. And so there's a lot there for us to take in, I think. Oftentimes, as I prepare to give the weekend homily, I will listen to a few different homilies, and one of them is Bishop Robert Barron, who posts his homilies on Wednesday. And so the other day when I was commuting, I was listening Uh, to his homily for this weekend. And there's something about Bishop Barron's homilies that I've come to notice that in every one of them, for the most part, he always says one line that's almost always the same. He says to the people listening, I encourage you to open up your Bibles at home and to read this passage again because it's so rich and so profound. And of course, this weekend with the woman at the well, Bishop Robert Barron said just that. And as I was preparing again for the homily, I went to the book that I'm reading for the Lenten season, a book by a friend, uh, a poor Claire sister, a mother superior, who was speaking to her, con- her congregation of nuns down in New Mexico. And I went to this third Sunday of year A, and I read her reflection. And what did Mother Mary Frances say to her sister? She said, I encourage you, sisters, in the next week to open up your Bible and to read the story of the woman at the well once again, to reflect on it word by word and phrase by phrase, sentence by sentence, because God wants to say something to you in it. So there we have it. Two people that I went to for homiletic help both told me that I should reread again this week the gospel of the woman at the well. And I think that's good advice for all of us, that sometime this week, to pull out our Bibles, to dust it off, and to open it up to the Gospel of St. John, chapter 4, and to read the story of the woman at the well, to read it in its entirety, as we didn't hear it just now, but just the abbreviated version today, but to read all of it, to see what God wants to say. Now, if I was to do that, if I was to go line by line, verse by verse, we'd probably be here till about noon, so I won't do that. But I'd like to maybe reflect on a few verses, a few of those profound verses of our gospel today. Right at the very beginning of the gospel, it says that Jesus was tired from his journey, and he sat down there at the well. Jesus was tired. Now, Jesus is this itinerant preacher. He's going from village to village, city to city, synagogue to synagogue, and he's there teaching and sharing about the word of God. And as he's walking about, as he's journeying from village to village, he comes to this village in Samaria, and he realizes he's tired. So he sits down at the well, and he rests. And this woman comes, and he asks for a drink. But to realize that Jesus himself was tired, and for all of us, we have our days or our weeks where at the end of the week, we're simply exhausted. I know for Father Doug and myself, we calculated that we worked about 70 hours for the parish this week, and on Thursday night, we looked at each other and said, boy, are we tired. And that was true. And so we looked to Jesus in the gospel who was tired himself. But there's also, for any of you out there, maybe some of you have a newborn, and maybe it's your first child, and so you're waking up in the middle of the night every three hours, and it's been a long time since you got a restful night's sleep. Maybe with Jesus today, you can say that you are tired. Or for the person who has to work both a full-time job and a part-time job in order to put food on the table and to pay the bills and make ends meet. 
That person, I'm sure, can say that they're tired. Or for the child who's been attending to their sick parents in the hospital or the nursing home, if they're on hospice, being there with them night and day to let them know that someone's there with them. I'm sure that like Jesus, in those moments you become tired. But when we're tired, when we're exhausted, we can look to Jesus who has given us this example and to ask the Lord to energize us, to give us strength, to renew us so that we might continue to go on each and every day. Secondly, in our gospel, Jesus says to the woman, so first of all, he says, give me a drink. And the woman says, how is it that I, a Samaritan woman, should give you a drink? And Jesus says, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, if you knew the gift of God, I think that line is an invitation from Jesus for us throughout the week, every week, to slow down and to be able to look and say, where is the gift of God in my life this week? In our second reading today from St. Paul, he says, and he's writing, he says that love has been poured into our hearts. So are we aware of this great gift that God continues to shower us with his love and with his mercy to be able to stop and to see the blessings, the gift of God that we've received every single day? And secondly there, Jesus says, not only if you knew the gift of God, but if you knew the one who is asking you. So to know who Jesus is, to have that conversation with the Lord every day, to come to know more and more about him in the scriptures and in spiritual reading that maybe you're doing during Lent in the little blue book, whatever it is, that as you do these meditations, that you come to know who Jesus is, just as that woman at the well did, if you knew who it is that is asking you for that drink. Thirdly, Jesus uh, says that everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Whoever drinks the water that I give will never thirst. This woman is coming to the well because she needs water to drink, because she wants to cook, maybe because she needs to wash her clothes or to bathe herself. And so she's there drawing this water for her very livelihood. And Jesus is saying, this water isn't going to quench your thirst forever, but the water that I want to give will quench it forever like wellsprings up into eternal life. So in our lives, sometimes when we're tired, when we're exhausted, we're looking for something else. We're looking for something to fill some need that we have. And maybe we do so with television. Maybe we do so with social media. But maybe afterwards, we always realize how empty that was, that it really didn't satisfy that thirst or that desire that we had. To know that God alone wants to fulfill that and to turn to God in our prayer. In our gospel, I would say there's about three movements. And so those first three verses that we've gone through already, that those deal with the thirst, the water, Jesus' living water. The second part of the gospel talks about worship, and the third part is coming to belief. And so Jesus says to the woman, you worship what you don't understand, but we worship what we understand. And so is that true for us? Every Sunday... We come here to this church or some church and we worship our God, but do we truly understand what it is that we're worshiping? Do we truly understand and enter into the mystery that we're celebrating? Today we celebrate Bread Partner Weekend. And so we have a lot of our First Communion students here with us. We have about 70 students going to receive First Communion this uh, upcoming Easter season. And so as they go through their catechesis, their religious education classes, 
They're coming to understand what it is that this Mass is all about. They're coming to understand that when they come forward for the first time for Holy Communion, that they'll be receiving Jesus in his body and in his blood. Like those second graders who will make their first communion, do we understand what we're doing here today? If we don't, to explore that further and to do some sort of inquiry or study on our own. And lastly, in this third part of the gospel, the very end, Jesus um, leads these people to belief. The gospel says that many of the Samaritans began to believe in Jesus. How do they come to this belief? Well, this woman at the well goes into Samaria. This is in the version that we didn't read. But goes into Samaria and tells everyone she meets that I have met a man who told me everything about myself. And these people were curious. And so they go to Jesus and they listen to him for two days. And they too realize that this man knows everything about them. And they come to believe in Jesus and who he is. Again, we're here this Sunday at Mass. We're believers in the Lord. That's why we're here. These people of Samaria are able to say, I believe in God because I've met Jesus personally. What's the reason you believe in God? That's something to think about. That as these Samaritans had that reason, are we able to share that and to articulate that with others, why we believe in God? You see, this gospel of the woman at the well is quite profound. It's a gospel that we should, as Bishop Barron and Mother Francis Clare, encourage us to revisit. And when we do that this week, when we open up the Bible and read the woman at the well again and read it in its entirety, I'm sure that God will have a message for each and every one of you. I hope this week you'll come to know that.